Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. The Invos monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on the FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise noted. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers received funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on the value of NEARS in clinical practice in the NICU, we will discuss how NEARS may influence care in anemic and shock patients. To help provide insight into this topic is Dr. Scott Duncan, Professor and Chief Division of Neonatal Medicine, Department of Pediatrics at University of Louisville School of Medicine. This is a baby, a full-term baby admitted to the NICU in an hour of life. The baby developed a coagulopathy and significant pulmonary hemorrhage. By day seven, the infant developed a large gastrointestinal bleed with a drop in the regional renal saturations to 42% and the cerebral saturations to 35% with pulse oximetry stable at 95%. First blood transfusion was given, hematocrit increased to 25%. Renal saturations increased 80%, but cerebral saturations remained low at 55%. A second transfusion was performed and cerebral saturations returned to the normal range. Tissue oxygenation delivery appears to be directly affected by hemoglobin levels and inadequate hemoglobin levels will immediately affect cerebral and somatic saturations. This case demonstrates that significant changes may not be reflected by pulse oximetry or vital signs, but can be detected earlier by monitoring regional saturations, and correcting anemia leads to both recovery and the cerebral and the somatic saturations. So this is an example where we can see the effects of an intervention, and in this case, transfusion. Preterm babies of less than 32 weeks gestational age receiving packed red blood cell transfusions were enrolled, the infants received, 15 milliliters per kilogram of packed cells over three hours. Cerebral saturations were measured by near-infrared spectroscopy and cardiac output by electrical velocimetry. They were recorded for one hour pre-transfusion and post-transfusion. Here you can see an increase in the cerebral saturations and the pulse oximity cerebral saturation gradients, primarily through the change in the cerebral saturations. Note that there really is not a difference in the heart rate or in the cardiac output following the transfusion. What you've done here is you've basically increased the oxygen carrying capacity. This time you got a little more complex and then investigate the ability of near infrared spectroscopy to detect subgroups of preterm babies who would benefit most from red blood cell transfusion in regards to cerebral and renal tissue oxygenation and the number of general oxygen desaturation episodes defined as desaturations below 
Cerebral regional saturations, peripheral regional saturations were recorded before, during, and immediately after, and 24 hours after transfusion in 76 babies. Simultaneously, they recorded arterial saturations less than 80% by pulse oximetry. To answer the basic question of the study, all preterm babies were first divided into two subgroups based on their pre-transfusion cerebral saturation values of either less than 55% or greater than equal to 55%. The cerebral saturations and the renal saturations increased significantly in the whole study population, but there was a stronger increase found in the subgroup with pre-transfusion cerebral saturation values less than 55%. Regarding the whole population, there was a significant decrease in those desaturation episodes of SATs less than 80%, but the subgroup of babies who had initial cerebral saturations less than 55% had significantly more episodes before the transfusion, showed greater improvement following the transfusion. In conclusion, these authors noted that NEARS measurement is a simple non-invasive monitor to monitor regional tissue oxygenation and the efficacy of red cell transfusions. Infants with low NEARS values benefited most from the blood transfusion regarding saturation episodes of less than 80%, which may be important to their general outcome. Finally, this prospective observational study used NEARS to determine if pack cell transfusion increased cerebral and mesoteric or splanchnic measures in symptomatic anemic patients. Cerebral and somatic values were compared for 20 minute duration immediately before, during, immediately after, and 12 hours after the transfusion. Here you can see the results of the transfusion on the cerebral values. You'll notice the transfusion was ongoing and immediately after and 12 hours after, you see a significant increase in the mean cerebral saturation values. Here are the same values for the splanchnic beds. You see that prior to transfusion, midway through, immediately after, you see significant increases. That increase is statistically significant in the 12 hours after transfusion, although there's a slight decline in the mesenteric values some 12 hours afterwards. We won't really talk about the idea of transfusion-associated necrotizing or colitis, but this whole concept of a little bit of a fall and that mesenteric value some 12 hours after the transfusion is an interesting area that is worth further evaluation and study. So let's go back to the original premises that you can use near-infrared spectroscopy as an early detector for shock. We previously reviewed this slide, suggesting that NEARS is able to demonstrate regional redistribution of blood supply affecting vital organ systems before other markers of shock. Here again is our regional saturations on the far left, followed by more of the physical examination, pulse oximetry, accumulation of acidosis before you get cardiovascular collapse when organ damage has already occurred and may become irreversible. This case examines an eight hour old, 950 gram, 29 week gestation preterm infant on SIMV with an FO2 of 35%. The infant has been given a total of 50 milliliters per kilogram of lactated ringers for a mean blood pressure between 24 and 26 before beginning regional saturation recordings. 
the mean blood pressure remained at this 25 to 27 millimeters of mercury. Since cerebral saturations were approximately 80%, the clinician elected not to give more fluid or start dopamine. Between approximately 1,700 hours, which you can see on the horizontal axis, and about 1,721 hours, the FiO2 was weaned to 28%. Approximately 17, 20 hours, the mean blood pressure decreased to between 22 and 24 millimeters of mercury. The oxygen saturations were at 88% with an FO2 of 28%, but the infant appeared to be hypotensive. Having already received a total of 50 milliliters per kilogram of fluids, the oxygen was increased in a series of stepwise um, uh, increments. And you see that when the oxygen was turned back to 40%, that the blood pressure subsequently uh, improved and the cerebral saturation and regional renal saturations also improved. This patient is a 25 week old premature baby that weighed 610 grams. He was beginning to show early indicators of hemodynamic instability. The baby had initially been diagnosed with early onset sepsis mean arterial pressures remained within normal limits initially. But we can see that the near-infrared spectroscopy, the regional renal saturations noted in the kind of turquoise color, I'm terrible with colors. My daughter would know exactly what color that is. It's not green, it's not blue, we're gonna call it turquoise or aqua. Notice in that, that you're starting to see a slight decline in the regional renal saturations. After a period of time, you'll also notice that the cerebral saturations fall and they go from about 75% to about 15%. The blood pressure plummeted and the baby was given fluid boluses and inotropes started. You can see over time, the subsequent recovery in the cerebral saturations as well as the renal saturations. And note that the renal saturations now get back up to a level where they're higher than the cerebral saturations, which is what we would anticipate to begin with. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series wherever you find your podcast. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.